Hello everybody and welcome back to my podcast. So I'm pretty sure um I posted an episode very recently and there we reached um about well the place where they have just reached Captain Early's um house. So we'll be continuing from that and and I'm proud to say that we have reached chapter six. Yes. So let me just check the index once more. So yeah, there are actually 20 chapters. And wait, oh sorry. I think we reached actually chapter 4 or 5. We haven't reached the 6th one. So, now we'll be doing it. Okay, so, let's start. Captain Early greeted the boys hastily and acknowledged the introduction to Chet with a quick handshake. By the way, Frank added, we had a radio call from Aunt Gertrude saying you left your cane at our house and took Yes, yes, I've already discovered my mistake, Captain Early cut in. But please, more important things have happened. Please come inside. The boy stepped into the comfortable furnished front room and saw at a glance the reason for their house disturbance. Books had been yanked from shelves. Drawers pulled out of an antique writing table, a painting plucked out and exposed a small wall safe, the door of which hung open. Wow, Joe gasped. As you see, this place was ransacked, said Captain Early. The study in, in my bedroom upstairs have gotten an extra thorough going over. He led the boys to various other rooms to show them the havoc. Have you taken inventory yet to see what's missing? Frank asked. Just a hasty one, but that's what's so strange. Apparently the burglar, burglar took nothing. What do you keep in the house that is a value? Joe put in. The captain gave a perplexed shrug. Can't think of anything really, except the silver. And that wasn't touched. Of course, there are notes and manuscripts of books I'm working on, but there hardly be a value to anyone except me, Frank said. What about the safe? Just personal papers, diaries, documents, such as my will, and two insurance policies. I had the combination jilted down a notebook in my desk. Joe, who had bought along the hardy disc, Hardy's dictatic, he looked at his brother. Let's try for some fingerprints. The, bo- the two young slo- sleuths dusted a number of spots in several rooms, but the only fresh prints were found to belong to either to Captain Early or to Miss Calhoun, his part-time maid who came in on Tuesdays and Fridays. I'd say it's pretty obvious that the intruder wore gloves, Frank concluded. Well, thanks anyhow for your efforts, said the captain. At least the fellow didn't leave me any poorer. This may be locking the bar after the horse is stolen, sir, said Frank. But it might be a good idea to buy a burglar alarm or at least get a watchdog, just in case the intruder comes again. Hmm, good suggestion, Captain Early noted. Meantime, how about some lunch? Chet brightened immediately. Sure thing, sir, if you insist. The boys enjoyed plump lamb chops served by Miss Calhoun and listened with keen interest to the captain's exciting sea yarns. By the way, the guy said Captain Early and sat back and filled his pipe. Another odd thing happened this morning. After we left you, yes, on the way home, my car ran out of gas. Chet paused in polishing office of the last morsels of his lemon meringue pie. 
That happened to my jalopy three times. Found out my gas gorge was stuck. Well, there's nothing wrong with my gorge, said the captain. The needle showed empty, but it happened that I filled up yesterday. So there should have been quite a lot of gasoline left in the tank. Sure your ca tank wasn't leaking? Joe inquired. Positive. I checked that later. Daddies exchanged puzzled glances. Their father had taught them to disregard no possible clue, however slight, while working on a mystery. What happened, sir? I mean, after you ran out of gas. Oh, no trouble, luckily. I was picked up almost immediately by a motorist who gave me a lift to the nearest gas station. Then one of the station hands drove me back in a tow truck with a can of gas. Joe's forehead creased thoughtfully. The garage mechanic parked your car on the outside lot overnight. Someone could have drained most of the gas. Why did anyone do that? I don't know, but it might have been done to give someone a chance to get at your car after you stalled and left it apart along the highway, they objected. That doesn't add up. If someone were able to drain the tank during the night, you could have got at the car right then and there. Maybe. But couldn't find but maybe you couldn't find what he was looking for. Frank argued. Captain, when you went for gas, did you leave anything in the car that wasn't in it last night? No, nor can I think of anything valuable that I'd be likely to leave in the car at any time. Another mystery. And and again the hardy boys had to confess that they were baffled. However, Frank and Joe promised to continue to work on the case after they returned from Whalebone Island. Captain Early stumped down the stone stairs to the dock with the three bay porters and waved goodbye to Sleuth, headed on up the coast. It was late in the afternoon when they finally reached the town of Seaview. The boys put in on a commercial dock to replenish their fuel, then turned seaward towards Whalebone Island, which lay 20 miles offshore. Dusk settled over the ocean and a few stars came out. Presently, the vague mass of Whalebone Island loomed ahead through the darkness. The tower of its old purple stone lighthouse stood out against a velvety purple sky. Where do we land? Chet inquired. Dad said there's a little natural cove or harbor around the southern side. Joe replied. He's going to meet us there on the beach. Suddenly, a red glow flashed from the lighthouse tower. It disappeared to be followed by two shorter blinks than others. The boys were startled. That's no ordinary light. Red means danger. It's a code signal, Frank murmured. He spelled out the letters of the messages as they were slashed in Morse blinker. And the words finally spelled danger. Keep away, hardies. Okay, so guys, um it seems like we just finished only the fourth chapter. So um then we still have pretty long off to go because there's like sixteen more chapters, but with a bit of luck, I'm pretty sure we can do it in two weeks. And yeah, the one reason why I'm trying to do it so fast is because my parents have got, bought me two, uh, 22 books. Yeah, that's a lot number. But I'm going to be reading 21 of it because 21 books are a set of the famous five. Yeah, I think I've read two of the famous five before, but I don't know. I still like this one. So I'm going to end this episode right now and we'll start chapter five on the next one. But don't worry, it's not like I'll be posting an episode on next week or next tomorrow or anything. I'm just going to start on the next episode right now. But it's just, if you heard my, if you looked at the description of my last episode, you must have heard that I had trouble putting it together 
Uh, that's because I put a lot of breaks in between, and yep, it had caused me a lot of trouble. So yeah, and by the way, the danger giveaway hardy spot was already there, but I can't find it right now because it was too long. So yeah, we'll start on the golden pharaoh uh, next time. See you guys later. Bye.